On today's episode of Relative Currency, many wealthy people have a 529 as well as either UTMA or UGMA. And they also um, may have a, a Roth IRA that they are managing for their child who has started working um, prior to the age of majority. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Alicia, and we're so glad you could join us today. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Podbean, uh, Google, Google Play, Spotify, all other major podcast platforms. Visit us on relativecurrency.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. Get a free wealth building guide, which we think you will really enjoy. Um, this is going to be, I think, one of the more informative episodes that we've done um, in quite some time. You know, I think uh, if you if you've listened to our show regularly, we've done um, actually, you know, episodes, you know, around education, contributing. But this is something that I mean, contributing to your child's education. Let me be more clear. But this is one that um, I wasn't as familiar with him. You know, as we were prepping for this show, um, just kind of excited to, to have Alicia kind of lead us through this, but. You know, when you think about saving for, you know, kids for college, you think of like a 529 or uh, some kind of tuition plan. But there are other ways to, you know, have money for your children that's not related, not tied to education that they can use for other things. I think that's a very important um, benefit to have when you're not sure, you know, everybody doesn't have to go to college. Everybody may not want to go to college. Everybody may not need to go to college. And so, but being able to put away money to help, you know, your your child or your children uh, down the line is something very valuable. So, um, Alicia, what are some of the tools that um, are at a parent's or guardian's disposal if they're not necessarily wanting to commit to a 529 plan or a, a tuition-based plan at a specific university? So, uh, one thing that is uh, very, very helpful for parents who have some assets or or wealth that they may want to transfer to their children without having it linked to attending college or university or even pursuing higher education at all is to have either a UTMA or a UGMA. And um, UTMA is an acronym that is uh, short for Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. And UGMA is Uniform Gifts to Minors Act. So Uniform Gifts to Minors Act is valid in all 50 states, and it is basically allowing gifts to be given to minors up to gift tax limits. And don't quote me on this. I think it's up to something like $16,000 or $16,500. So you can transfer that to minors, um, or I say gift, gift to minors, and then Uniform Transfer to Minors Act is valid in all the states except South Carolina and Vermont. And that allows other types of um, 
assets to be transferred. So not just kind of cash gifts, but also property and, uh, you know, any other type of item that has value. And basically what happens is that these are custodial accounts controlled by the parents until the, the children reach the age of majority in their state. And so it's somewhere between 18 and 21, depending on the state. I'm in Illinois and I love it because the age of majority is 21. And I, I like 21. Um, I believe there is a difference between 18 and 21, but it's still something to look into regardless. What happens is once your child reaches that age of majority, the funds become theirs. And when you put the, the money or gifts or property into the account, it is a one-way transfer. It is not meant to come back to you. You are just the custodian. And so you would have to um, document that any money spent out of these accounts before the child reaches the age of majority was spent for their benefit. I mean, that's really, really good information. I think that, you know, just, you know, new GMA, UTMA, I mean, um, you know, those terms are not, those aren't familiar for most people. Um, most people don't necessarily know how to access them. Um, so can I, this might be a silly question, but can, is this something that I could get through an employer or do I have to do this like, like, where, like, where do I sign up? Like if I say, oh, I want to do this. Somebody listen to this, they say, oh, I want to do this for my child or children right now. What website, what is the brokerage? Like, what is the steps to open up at these accounts? That's a great question. Okay, so I actually did mine through Acorn. And Acorn is very, very easy to set up. The downside to Acorn is that it does have fees. And so you can be paying as much as um, $5 a month to have an Acorn account. So that may not be great depending on how much money that you are going to put in there because obviously you're looking at percentages. I would say you want to have, you know, at least 500 to $1,000 in your, as an Acorns balance before it would make sense to be paying $5 a month. And that's still very high. Um, but that is a very simple uh, way to set up um, a UTMA or a UGMA. Um, otherwise, you basically can use any of the um, brokerages like Fidelity, I believe, or Vanguard to be able to set up um, a UGMA or a UTMA. And so you would, you know, if you already have an account, for example, if you already use Fidelity, um, or T. Rowe Price or, or one of those, you can go to the, the website, log in, potentially even call customer service, and they will take you through the steps of how to do it. Um, but if you didn't want to go through any of that, I found Acorn to be almost like an instant setup. Okay. I mean, that's, that's really, really good. I think that just, you know, that option of understanding what how to how to get it. I think a lot of times you hear stuff like, okay, that sounds good, but how do I how do I do it? So at least Acorn may not be the best option, but at least it's a starting point. And there's other brokerage accounts where you might be able to find maybe a less lesser fee structure. But um 
I, th I think that's really important. I think that, um, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about, uh, you know, wealth gaps and things like that. And like I said, you can listen to this episode or any other episode on iTunes. Um, just, you know, check check out those episodes there. But, you know, we talked about the kind of a wealth gap and how those things obviously are, are, are macro level. They just can't be kind of met by one person. But this is definitely an area where as an individual, you can certainly benefit your child um, specifically or your children specifically because, um, you know, money you know, is able to accrue faster. Like, you know, when you're younger, that's the thing, like you have more time. We talk about time horizon, stuff like that. So, you know, I think that's the other part of being a good steward when we talk about just, just a, a random thought, but just you have to be willing, like wealth has to be the, and I'll say it's just more for me, even for a black community standpoint, but like wealth is, 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 is passed down. It may not, you know, you may not experience all of it, but it can begin with you. And so this is to me is one of those tools of like, man, we're planting seeds and uh, UGMA, UT, UTMA, excuse me, sound like, you know, definitely good, good places for seeds for, um, you know, children's financial growth. I think that um, it has a lot of upsides, it, particularly, Honestly, if you're, you know, very middle class, upper middle class, um, it's a it's a good way to have some assets working that are specifically designated for your kids early on. Um, the downside that I do want to mention as if you're a parent that has, you know, one or more kids that are potentially college bound assets that are in the name of your children, which UTMA and UGMA most certainly are, um, are looked at and up to 20% of their value is considered in terms of calculation of the EFC or expected family contribution to the cost of attending school. Uh, whereas a 529 is owned by the parent. So I have 529s, I can create separate accounts for each of my kids, but I am the actual owner. And parental assets are only looked at uh, to the level of 5.64% of parental assets. Um, so, you, you know, you do want to think of, you, you have to have a, a balance in mind um, between contributions that you want to make to your kids' education, what kind of asset transfer you want to have for them, prior to them reaching the age of majority, prior to them, uh, you know, being graduated from college, if they're going to go that way, uh, along with, you know, your long-term strategy and goals. And so it can be complex. You know, you may want to consult a, a financial professional before taking those steps. Um, but I do believe that it can be a very positive thing. And I will tell you, <laughs> Many wealthy people have a 529 as well as either UTMA or UGMA, and they also um, may have a, a Roth IRA that they are managing for their child who has started working um, prior to the age of majority. Let me ask you this um, one question. I know that um, it looks like from what I'm just like by a little bit of research, the UTMA can hold everything that a UGMA can hold 
um, and, and including um, different assets like fine art and real estate. Now, mm-hmm. considering that the IRS considers uh, cryptocurrency, particularly Bitcoin, to be property, um, what are the, and you may not know the answer, is can, can, can I add Bitcoin to my child's UTMA? Is that something, how would that look? What would that be? How, how are, can, can digital assets be added to a child's UTMA account? My understanding would be that it could. So I'll give you an example. With Acorn, I can, I, you know, for example, can say, I want to put $25 a week into my child's UTMA. And they let you pick an asset mix. Um, And so, you know, 5% crypto is the portfolio that I chose. 95% stock, 5% crypto. And accordingly, you could also transfer crypto itself, depending on the platform you're using. Certainly if you're using, you know, a more sophisticated platform, like I would assume Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, you know, something like that, you could definitely transfer um, cryptocurrency into their uh, portfolio. I, I feel like that definitely is an option. But I know that even if you just have it where you have an option to invest in cryptocurrency, you can, and you're, and you're literally, you know, managing it like an investment account, but you're just having a steady level of investment into it versus a specific lump sum transfer of property or money. You can have investment in crypto as part of um, the asset mix. Uh, so that's really, really good. I think, um, again, um, we we we'll we'll try to link something. We'll link um, something in the description of this episode that kind of goes over some of this um, because it definitely is something that you're going to want to familiarize yourself with if you have children or you're planning to have children. Um, just another good way to to benefit them financially. So, um, if you have anything else, Lisa, I think I'll let the listeners uh, go go get ready to get educated on the UGMA UTMA. <laughs> Yes. And um, I think the article on Nerd Wallet is very good. Okay. We'll link, we'll link that in uh, the description. So uh, again, want to thank everyone for listening. We want to encourage you to subscribe. Um, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, not Stitcher. That was my, uh, it's Freudian. iTunes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, every, 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 every other episode I mess up on Stitcher, but iTunes, um, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, all of the major podcast platforms. Visit relativecurrency.com, subscribe to the newsletter there, get a free wealth building guide, which I'm sure you will enjoy. Um, again, we want to thank you for listening. We couldn't do the show without you, so we appreciate your support. Um, again, we love you guys. Uh, for Alicia, I'm Frank. We'll see you guys very soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.